If you've ever been in a relationship with a narcissist, then you know how it feels to feel jealous. You know how it feels to have that person throw stuff in your face and make you feel nervous, threatened, upset, whatever. This is especially true in romantic relationships. And in some cases, of course, the narcissist behaves in a jealous way. If you've experienced the narcissist being jealous in your relationship or the narcissist accusing you of cheating or wanting to cheat, this video is for you. Today, queenbeing.com, we're going to talk about a brand new study that was done regarding narcissism, the types of narcissism involved, and how they reacted to jealousy and what it all means, how it's all connected. So let's get started. Post captioning provided by Athena Moberg and CPTSDfoundation.org. My name is Angie Atkinson, and on this channel, I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. So if that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. Okay, so this study was published in the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships and its authors were Gregory Tortiello and William Hart. Now you may remember those names Tortiello and Hart because I've talked about them before in some other research studies they've done. So these two guys developed a study that would basically sort of help them simulate different issues that happen in toxic relationships, specifically infidelity fidelity scenarios. And then they looked at the study participants to see how they responded in different types of scenarios. So they were focusing on three primary types of jealousy, which include cognitive jealousy, which is really all about imagined or real acts of infidelity in the relationship, then emotional jealousy, which is like envy, fear, anger, things like that, and also behavioral jealousy, which basically is things like acting out against your partner because of your jealousy or surveilling them, watching, going through their phone, acting aggressively toward them or their perceived competitors, revenge type behaviors, and even in some cases, changing the way you look. Now, the authors went on and talked about six different types of jealousy related motivations, which can be stirred up when certain things are happening in the relationship. So you might be looking for ways to protect your self-esteem, ways to reduce the uncertainty, the anxiety related to that, ways to understand the future of the relationship a little better and maybe kind of set it in stone ways to evaluate the relationship or reevaluate the relationship, ways to make sure that the rival isn't a rival or the competitor isn't the competitor. And then of course, it's kind of helping to restore the balance in the relationship. For example, if you think that your person cheated, then you would go and cheat on them as well. And the authors say that these things are important because they are constantly, consistently recurring in unhealthy relationships, especially relationships that are in doubt, where the one person or the other is in doubt or both. They also know that there's a distinction between the hot or the cold different types of reactions, hot being emotion-based, inflamed, upset, and cold, of course, being kind of distant and detached responses. And then the other issue being the different ways that people relate based on their own sex. Statistically speaking, men are usually more concerned about sexual infidelity, while women might be more concerned about emotional infidelity. In reality, I think we're all concerned about both of those things, if we're being honest. So just like in previous studies, the authors went ahead and tested all of their participants who were undergrad students 
269 of them, they had them take the NPI, the Narcissistic Personality Inventory. Now they told everybody they were in two different studies, so nobody was able to really discuss anything with the other people. And then they presented them with little stories about infidelity. Now each of them was presented four different stories, and each story either depicted emotional or physical sexual infidelity. Then the participants were asked to imagine themselves in that situation each time. Now this particular method has been used before and has been proven to be reliable. So the authors asked each person who was in the study how they would respond in that situation and why. They focused on four different ideas as to, you know, motivations as to what might guide them in each situation. Those different motivations included the desire to restore power in the relationship, control in the relationship. Another one was weakened feelings of security, feeling like they didn't feel secure in the relationship. They, they wanted ways to improve that. Another motivation was the effort to bolster their own self-esteem and then where they stood with their partner. Then they talked about the three different types of jealous reactions, of course, as we talked about before, the cognitive type, the emotional type, and the behavioral type. So one thing they discovered was that the cognitive type of jealousy and the emotional type of jealousy, which they're calling affective, were very strongly correlated. So using the term cognitive affective jealousy, they came up with this conclusion. For narcissists of the grandiose type, the ones who are just really out there, the extroverts, the ones that you can almost tell from across the room they're a narcissist those people they have a kind of cooler way of dealing with things those are kind of the cold reactions we talked about disconnected they don't have an emotional or cognitive reason they tend to have less emotional or obsessive responses to these types of behaviors with that being said the thinking and emotional type of jealousy and the behavior jealousy, they're unrelated for people who have grandiose narcissism. But those people have motives mostly related to power and control. And so they would use attacking behaviors to get things back into perspective or back to where they felt comfortable with them. And here's another interesting point they found with grandiose narcissists. The reason for the infidelity, it didn't matter with this group whether the infidelity was emotional or sexual. It was all the same type of response. Now, when we're talking about people who are more introverted, more vulnerable narcissist types, it's a whole other ball of wax. The more vulnerable narcissism a person showed, the more likely they were to have the cognitive affective reaction of jealousy. They were more likely to experience those types of jealousy issues. Interestingly enough, though, their reaction was much stronger to emotional infidelity as opposed to physical infidelity, which I thought was strange and surprising. And then on the other hand, those who were the vulnerable narcissists did not have an increased reaction to sexual infidelity of the emotional or cognitive type. But if they were a vulnerable narcissist, both the power and control motives and the self-esteem enhancement motives were in play. What? I know. In both cases, vulnerable and grandiose narcissists, there was an increase in attacking motives for power and control and restricting like the behavioral jealousy factor, again, about power and control. Whereas when there was the emotional infidelity, these people would both be motivated by power and control and security and self-esteem restoration, as well as efforts to reduce their own insecurity in the relationship and the status of the relationship. Back to the point, the men were more likely to be upset regardless of what type of narcissist by sexual infidelity. The women were more likely to be upset, again, regardless of the type of narcissist by emotional infidelity. 
However, in both cases, they would be upset by either thing. With that being said, the only difference between men and women when it came to sexual infidelity was men would become angrier, women would be more hurt. But being male or female didn't seem to change how their type of narcissism would react to each thing. I thought that was interesting. So what does all of this mean? Well, it means that if you are with a grandiose narcissist or you have dealt with a grandiose narcissist, chances are that if they think that you will commit infidelity or you have committed infidelity, they're going to handle it in a much cooler way. Sure, they might be angry. Sure, they might be upset, but they are going to do something cold. For them, it's about being embarrassed, unflattered. And it's not as much about feeling like, oh my gosh, I've been betrayed. It's like, oh my gosh, everyone will know I've been betrayed. That's when they will retaliate. They will go against everything and, and sort of try to control you back into submission if they don't leave you. Interestingly enough, their self-esteem remains intact So when they're grandiose, so they don't have to, or their perceived self-esteem remains intact, so they don't feel the need to take those self-esteem enhancing actions to change anything. This type of self-esteem will also lead them to be blind to different issues in the relationship, like their problems in the relationship. So then they come back around and they end up causing more problems in the relationship because they will never see their own side of things, what they are doing wrong. Vulnerable narcissists are all about feeling secure in the relationship. So for them, it was a much bigger deal. Plus they're less likely to retaliate because they value the relationship more but this can lead them to being more hypersensitive, hypervigilant, stalking your phone, things like this. So the bottom line is, if you're dealing with a narcissist who is a jealous, if you know whether they're vulnerable or grandiose, then you can know whether their motivation for the jealousy is their own self-esteem issues or whether they're going to feel concerned about how other people perceive your relationship. Does that make sense? I thought this was a really interesting study. This brings me to the question of the day. And the question of the day is, have you dealt with a jealous narcissist before and how did it feel to you? How did you handle it? Share your thoughts, your ideas, and your experiences in the comment section below and let's talk about it. Oh, I forgot to tell you, I have a special message for you from Lise. So take a look. Hi, I'm Lise Colucci and I'm one of the life coaches over at Queen Being. I've created a video series over at Life Makeover TV where I speak to survivors about issues and topics around narcissistic abuse. And I try to answer some questions as well as listen to their insights that they have about their own experiences. This is a really important series, I believe, because it gives a voice to survivors, as you will hear. It's an anonymous call-in where the survivor speaks to me with their own voice and I'm on video answering them as best I can and giving them some support and guidance as well as listening to the insights that they have because you all have so many insights of your own and such great wisdom within you. It can really help to hear just a multitude of voices all going through the same thing. So far, it's been really great. The people that I've spoken to have been the most amazing, insightful, and wonderful human beings. And their wisdom about their own experience really shows in these videos. What made me want to do this project was in speaking with people through coaching and also in SPAN, I hear so many of the same stories repeated but everyone has their own unique experience with this. And I felt like there was not really an outlet for people to feel heard in a public way and still remain safe. And so I created this project to help not only bring more information into the community about different topics, but to hear from the survivors themselves as well and really hear the feelings and emotions that surround the topics of narcissistic abuse and how they affect someone. And thank you, Angie, for having me on here today. All right, that's all I've got for you right now. Thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks 
please for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. Now, before I go, make sure you take a look at the videos I'm leaving for you right here and right here. And while you're here, hit that subscribe button right there so we can stay connected and continue on this healing journey together. I'll see you soon.